0: Amen. Let's give. Let's join with her. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank God for his touch in our lives tonight, this morning. God bless you. Amen. You can be seated. Classes are going back. We do thank the Lord for our Sunday school department and our exciting Sunday school teachers. So excited about going to teach our little babies. It's angels sits down and behaves and listens and does such a good job. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a new starting of a new series and changing of classes, and some will be changing around. And uh, so there's no telling what will take place back there this morning. But uh, we know the good word of God is going to be taught. Don't underestimate those Sunday school lessons and the power of them. I'm still preaching them. I still go back to them. Amen. I don't care if Moses did build that ark. <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise God. We've all built that ark one time or another. <laughs> Amen. And we're in the business of building an ark, building an ark for our own families. Doing what we can to see them saved. Doing what we can to live an upright and wholesome and godly life. And Amen. As we bond together, bind together and believe in the goodness of God and the mercies of the Lord today. Folks, we got a lesson today. There's a lot of deafness to this lesson. It goes a lot deeper than I can. Let me just put it that way. We're going to try our best. it to us this morning and uh, I do feel a richness of the Lord In this place today And and rightly so so we should We should come of that expectation Amen I knew several was going to be out Of their obligations and places And things of that nature For one reason or another But I told Brother Andrew He came in a little earlier And I told him I said Well we're going to have several out But I said hey Bible says we're two, so there's already two here, so we know Jesus is gonna show up. Amen. If nobody else shows up or not, and, but we knew he were don't, don't take it wrong. But thank God for that promise. And He's gonna be here. He's gonna walk among us and minister to us and draw us. Man, I, I want to draw nearer to Him and I want Him I want Him to wanna to draw nearer to us. We'd have a desire, we'd have a passion for that light. It, it's In fact, the Scriptures warns us not having desire to be in the house of God. And I know it's not worded quite like that. What it says, not forsaking the single of yourselves together. But I'm talking about the light. Running to the light. Man, so what could be revealed or made known in our lives? I, I told the Lord this morning, I said, Lord, I'd rather run to the light and let it be revealed in me, whatever it might be. Because if, if I don't run to the light and it's revealed, it's gonna destroy me anyway. And so the best thing I can do now is come running that it can be dealt with. Because nobody will be more merciful and kind and long suffering than our Lord. Full of compassion, full of mercy. And you know, it's this God that can see the little things. Amen. And deal with them while they're small. <laughs> Would you much rather, amen, deal with a splinter in your finger or just let it go until it gets infected and gangrene and starts eating up now we don't just get the splinter out we got to cut the finger off or the hand or the arm because we just ignored it or we just neglected to do what we've been taught by the word of God of how to deal with it do I need to cut the air on? Is it hot? Is it stuffy? I got it on 70. I got some saying yes and some saying no. Hey, it's in that time of year, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, I can one button, too. I can match just one degree. I can take that 70 knock it to 69 and I got you doing this. I'm bumping back up to 70 and I got you doing this. So, hallelujah. I, I mean, <laughs> digital doesn't work, apparently. <laughs> Anyway, so here we are. So if it does get a little too hot, whatever, we'll bump it down one. But uh, anyway, we, we want you as comfortable as possible. I don't want you to go to sleep, but uh, I don't want you, hey, amen, so miserable that you can't enjoy the word either. Man, I believe it works both ways, you know. It's, it works in a lot of areas. Man, we try as much as we can. I'm going to leave that alone. i stir up a bunch of junk if I say that one, so I'm going to leave that alone. But anyway, we've got a beautiful, beautiful, and a powerful lesson, our holy God. A man. But are, are we thankful today that he is touchable? Amen. That that we can come into his presence? That he's, he's, he's not so holy? Now, he's got means and, and ways about allowing that. In fact, about the best I can see that those experience, and don't hold me to this because I'm... I'm my memorization aid, as well as some people, when it comes to the Bible or a lot of other things, but, but best I can tell, there's only probably about five five guys that ever encountered this throne ship, and this encounter with him in such a way. Ezekiel, Isaiah, and then when you you Daniel, and then the New Testament, Stephen, the first martyr, talks about the heavens opening seeing Jesus sitting, standing, I'm sorry, standing on the right hand. And then John the Revelator, and he talks about falling like a dead man after this encounter and this experience. You you and I both have experienced services and times of prayer where the power or the presence of God was so real and so powerful. I will never forget Brother Arlen Faust talking about the two experiences he had up on this earth with that kind of encounter. Talking about prayer and all night prayer meeting. and Apparently was kind of at a, maybe an auditorium type setup where you could hear coming up the back, up the steps. He said you could hear those footsteps coming. But he said, man, the power and presence of God said it he was, he was in there. He said you could hear it when he opened that door. And he made his way down that aisle. I'll never forget him telling this. He said, I tried my best as I, I listened to it make its way right up next to me and walk right up beside me as I was down, he man in those old folding chairs praying and seeking God and calling out to him. He said, I wish I could tell you that I looked up. And I, I behold what had walked up. He said, but I can't. He said, the presence and the power of God was so real. He said, the next thing I realized I was doing, he said, I was running. Amen. Him and another elder brother out in Texas. Man, I can see his face. I can't think of his name. Kilgore. Brother Kilgore. He said, when I got to the, the dorm-like place they were staying at, he said, there was Brother Kilgore at the door. He said, man, neither one of us could, could, could do it. We couldn't stay there. So as we, we look at this, and we, you know, I know our world, and, and thank God for merry hearts, and, and thank God for those, those, uh, those times, and, and it, it kind of breaks it up, and it gets so heavy. But, but if we're not careful, even in the church, and, and I'm not talking about just this local assembly, and I'm not talking about just Pentecost. I'm talking about, in general, an overall church, and what we call church, and what we call religion, what we call gatherings. If we're not careful, we've allowed an entertainment spirit to move in, to captivate us, to get a hold of us. We got folks, and please, again, don't, don't judge me. Don't put a mark. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just obeying what God kind of this is not none of my plans right now. We got folks that'll drive hundreds of miles to go to a scene and be at a scene. But they wouldn't walk across their street to a church service. And where the power of God and the word of God could be taught. It's all about entertainment. And so, I think we got to be careful of that. I think we got to... And could it be that... We need, I'm not saying we'll ever have the visitations as any of these men that I just mentioned that we read about. But thank God they had them. And thank God they had the ability to write them down and to record them. That you and I could enjoy them even thousands of years later. How God would reveal himself and open himself up for these visitations. We're going to see in the scriptures this morning a lot of different things. And I'm going to talk about maybe in some avenues and ways that um, may be just, well, a little different this morning. And uh, but, but we want God, our holy God. Man, I'm telling you, it, it's really about pleasing God. It's, it's really about, I mean, when this thing is all said and done. Amen. Do you ever think about death? Do you ever think about facing God that knows all things? He knows every conversation. He knows of every word of every conversation. He knows even further than that. He knows the very intent of the heart or the spirit or the choosing of those words. He knows. Nothing is in secret. With this God, absolutely nothing. Now, a lot of times we look at that, and just for lack of a better term, in the negative realm. But folks, I'm gonna tell you something: we need to look at it sometimes in the positive side, because we can always tell God, "God, you you knew what I meant." That ain't how. How many's ever said something and you have to back up, say, "Hey, wait a minute, I, I didn't mean that." did it come out the way I intended it to. How many of you said exactly what you thought you was going to say on Thanksgiving Tuesday night? Testimony night. You ought to be a preacher. (laughs) Hallelujah. And so neither does that happen with us sometimes. But God help us to let God be God. Let God fill the mouth. God filled the hearts. And, and yes, yes, Paul instructed us. Study shows ourselves approved unto who? Unto God, not man. Man, there's such a peer pressure today of being orators. And I'm not against that. And I'm not against the spirit of excellency. But I'm going to tell you something. I think we've got to be careful not to try to become so professional that we think we can do it without God. That we've got so good at this that I don't have to pray. I, I, I can quote a man. I quote more than what some people could read. I mean, these are gifts. But we've got to watch these gifts as blessings not to become a curse. And become a thief unto us and rob us of the source of them. And the reasoning of their purpose as a tool. How many of you has ever had a trade and you would maybe an electrician, a plumber, or whatever. And somebody took them good pliers that you had and started using them like an old ship fitter would like a hammer. I too wasn't designed for that. And so, I don't know why I got on this, but here I am. And so, as we watch this. And And uh, I'm going to talk as probably as much, especially in the beginning, about a king, as much as I talk about Isaiah and Isaiah the sixth chapter. And we don't have a clock this morning. <laughs> we got a holy Ghost clock a Holy Ghost clock, but uh, anyway, so but I, I can tell, I can tell, so but but if the Lord had helped me here this morning, I hope maybe we can dig in some areas and some places. Uh, in some depthness, amen, about this God that we serve, that we call on, that we believe in. We believe in him. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, we believe this message. It may be 2,000 years old. We may not see things as, as we might, in our own mind and opinions, think everything ought to be and how it ought to be and... We might look back and say, I wonder where the Brush Harbor days went. And we could just a lot of areas. But I'm going to tell you something. God hasn't changed. God is just as real and powerful a man he's ever been. He's still a miracle worker. He's still a way maker. And it doesn't matter what happened last yesterday or 10 years ago. What's going on today. That hasn't changed. This God. And the requirements a man to, to know him and to experience him. Amen. There are some boundaries. And there was a reason. I mean, if God puts a boundary there, God didn't do that, amen, just to be selfish, to be self-centered. Everything that's written in the Word of God is commandments. The reason there are commandments is because there is a, 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 a consequences with not obeying the commandment. And there's benefits in obeying the commandment. It's not just a commandment because he holds a position and he has the authority to do it. God's not that way. Man becomes like that. Man could get in positions and places of authority. And begin to have a, what we call candy sticks and preferences and likes and dislikes. And, and that even bleeds over into in color of skin. Uh, uh, the race and a lot of other areas you can go to. Cause on certain ones because their position. They'll treat them just a little different. Well praise God. And there's enough guilt on both sides and all the sides. Man, I just cover all the bases. Be done with it. Because because all of us is prone and subject to it, without Jesus Christ and without the Holy Ghost and being led by the Holy Ghost. Because we're not big enough, or strong enough, to keep ourselves walking in. In, in the, the journey and the pathway God has called upon and what this book has instructed us without God and without the Holy Ghost it's impossible you can't do it I can't do it nobody can and that's not a judgment against nobody that's that fallen nature that's just and so now we realize why it's so important to, to have church and have a coming together and joining together and hearing the word of God and feeling the presence of God we need these visitations We need these encounters. I'm going to preach on that a little bit tonight. Amen. Allowing God to to work on our behalf. Isaiah 6 and 5 is a focus verse. Then said, I woe is me. For I am undone. I'm not complete. I'm not whole. This is not a salvation verse. This is a calling upon Isaiah. This is a calling, amen, and maybe into his ministry. The starting of it. You're going to see that toward the end of the eight verses that the lesson text is about today. It wasn't that he didn't believe in this Jehovah one God and had, uh, uh, had some, some insight and revelation and experiences with him. But now Isaiah's experiencing God in a measure and a power like never before. Let me ask you something, I, the writer of a lesson, and I, I'm not going to follow it, you're going to see it this morning, but, but uh, to at least not all together, but anyway. Amen. But the writer did ask the question, have you ever seen an angel? Have you ever had such an encounter with God? Have, do you know anybody that's ever seen an angel? Now there's a lot of books wrote out there, there's other people said they saw angels and some of those books that don't take long, long, long reading in them, they just eat some bad pizza. I, I'm just telling you, it didn't line up with this. And you, you do with it what you want to. And they can exalt them and they can do what they want to and brag about them and write songs about them and do all that. Amen. But I'm telling you, when it's contrary and it don't match up to this, and they start talking about they see three in heaven, and they see three thrones, that counsels the dream, the message, and everything about it. And if the vessel don't want to change his message, then that counsels the vessel. Because the the incorrect message pollutes and contaminates the vessel. And that's where you and I have got to get. We're not in this, amen, to just, let me... uh, Getting, I'm going to back off of that one. Okay. So, woe is me for I am undone. This, this, this visitation, this vision, this encounter with God helped help Isaiah realize where he's at. That's what the word of God's all about. That's what the house of God's all about. That's what conviction is all about. We're living in a generation that is doing its best to do away with conviction. And, it, and, it's, and it's working. Conviction's not upon this nation that used to be at one time. Okay, it's not. But that's the reason so much is being accepted and celebrated and exalted. That's the reason we're living in a nation where you've got leadership that's promoting and lifting up and putting people with alter lifestyles. That if you know anything about God and you know anything about the word of God, it's going to bring a curse upon this nation and destruction to this nation. Hmm. Now, we may not... Con- change all of that, but you know what? We can be a voice against it. A voice. Now I don't want to take the methods that some of them's taken. Because two wrongs don't never make a right. And so as Christians, as Holy Ghost filled people, as disciples of Jesus Christ, this is how we want to respond to it the way God would want us to. Amen. So I'm done. Because I am a man of what? Of unclean lips. There's going to be some focus on that. Especially at the end of the lesson today. Unclean lips. The power. Uh, we, we've been taught by the word of God. There's life and death. In the tongue. What's got to be tamed? What's the most untainable? Unta- un- Amen. Can I put it that way? Amen. The, who can control their tongue real good? Who has any problem controlling it? I don't have no problem, man. He controls, man. It just, I, just, I just let it go. I just give a piece of my mind. I, I want to tell him, yeah, you gave about ten pieces too many away because you ain't got none left. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to straighten everybody out. I'm gonna, you know, you got to watch all that. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Folks, that ties right into speaking in tongues now. The Holy Ghost and fire. Where's this fire business come from? You're going to find out in this lesson text today. About some seraphims. What seraphims and what what it means is burning. Burning up and and that, that fire. So, man, I'm telling you, all of this is a lot more... It's, it's a lot easier than a lot of people want to admit. The real key is being honest with yourself and honest with God. And having a passionate desire for God's righteousness, not man's approval, but God's approval. We're not in this to get man's approval. We're in this to get the approval of God. Amen. And the backing of him. So, I know I've taken a while. I, I don't know. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Amen. Uh, you can't help but wonder, I just, I just wondered exactly what he saw. John's going to help us out a little bit with this. We'll go through that in just a few minutes. And, uh, but he helps us out what, what Isaiah had saw, what he meant, and by his writings. A man Here, so we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And truth about God: God is holy. That's, there's no doubt about that. God is holy. Holy actually, actually comes from the word "holy," with the Holy, whole, make and hold. That's the reason you and I are incomplete without Him. And watch this now. We we don't have the complete package, even with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, preacher! Now, watch. ya. I'm telling you, it's the earnest. It's the down payment. It's like when you bought that automobile and you gave them $10,000 on a $100,000 truck. Did you get the title? No, you just got the privilege to start driving it and taking care of it. But there's another $50,000 that you got to pay on monthly notes. Praise God. God gave us a measure of his spirit because we couldn't handle the full measure. The only one that's without measure was Jesus Christ because he was God manifesting the flesh. The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. So here's where we got God. Amen. And this is going to be that Emmanuel with us. Hallelujah. It's going to be that burning one that can, amen, even upon this earth could be t- transformed in the presence, amen, of that three inner circle. You and I can't do that, but yet there can be a illuminating. The writer's going to talk about that some. Talk about Moses and his encounters, and we could talk about Peter and after the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the day of Pentecost, and when they come back and brought back before the judge, they you hey you're you, you different. You're talking different this time. You're not running scared, and you're not you're not hiding. Amen. You're at the point. Amen. You're willing to take whatever persecution we can throw you into dungeons. We can beat you, or we can even kill you, but it's not going to stop your 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 what your lips. It's not going to stop your voice. It's not going to stop your testimony. It's not going to stop your willingness. I'm willing. Amen. To give everything I got because I'm perse- Persuade it. Hmm. Even Peter didn't pick up a sword after this. Come on, we're talking to us. Man, we're a new creation. We don't talk the same. We don't walk the same. We don't live the same. We're, we're a new creation. Make a bow, face, turn. We're a different human being. We're walking to a different drumbeat. We're walking in a different kingdom. Man, A kingdom's in us that's, that's, that's bubbling up, that's dwelling up. Amen. It's like living waters. Amen. So, truth for my life, I will humble myself in worship before a holy God. I will humble myself. And so, with this encounter with God, we're going to see something. What's going to take place? What's, what has helped bring this or brought this about? Amen. When you actually look, amen, at the scriptures and look at Isaiah 6 and 1 I want to talk about that for a few minutes here uh, I know there's some very close and relate to this so you some of you definitely will, will realize what's happening here but Isaiah writes it this way in the 6th chapter He says in the year that King Uzziah died in the year that the King Uzziah died this, this death of this king had such an impact upon Isaiah. It's in this same year, this same period of time. It's it's a landmark. It's something that transpired. It's something that took place that was forever etched into your mind, your heart, your emotions, and your life. Let me give us an example. Well, let me let me let me move on from that. You'll see. As he talks about but what, what about about this king? Well, even Amos, Amos talks about this. And when you go to Amos one and one and his writings there, he begins, it's just the words of Amos among the couragemen's the and he saws it concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah the king of Judah, in the days of Jeroboam the son of Joaz, the king of Israel, two years before I want you to catch some, two years before the earthquake. There's a a connection here. Watch this. This earthquake that's mentioned throughout the scriptures. This this earthquake that's had such an effect upon the geographical location and those that was around there and involved in it. They could just simply mention the word earthquake. You can go to Zechariah 14 and 5 again. You got to see there when he talks about fleeing to the valleys and the mountains. The valleys of the mountains shall reach him into Azon. then he talks about fleeing like as he fled from before the earthquake. In the days of Uzziah the king of Judah. So, so we realize by scripture that when you start talking about Uzziah. And you talk about an earthquake. Many could find connections here. Many could find a man a period of time in their life and a year. In the life, there was such a, a, a transforming a 9-11. Hmm. What's this one? What storm was mentioned before Katrina? Camille. You know why Frederick? Frederick affect us. Big time. One week after I was married, Frederick come through. It laid down as many trees, if not more trees, a in this last storm we had. You know what the difference between them two storms? The last one put it on buildings. Frederick. I can't name of any building. They may have, and I just don't hold me. But I'm telling you, even at my own, not my place, but mama's place. That's where we was at. It laid trees this way. It laid trees this way. It laid trees this way. But not on the house. It was amazing. That's the mercy and compassion of God. But yet a warning. He's warning us already, boys. Nation, you're heading the wrong direction. You're getting involved in the wrong things. I'm showing you a lot of compassion, grace, and mercy in this. <laughs> oh, have mercy. And so we know that God, why? Because the Bible said God's in the whirlwind. God's in it. So good, bad, evil, whatever you want to talk about. So, so now that how many's heard Camille in the last 10 years? What do you hear? Katrina. And so, that's what I'm talking about. Uzziah, an earthquake in the year that Uzziah died. These earthquakes, these things that's unfolding intense, French pine, they had shaking effects upon even Isaiah. And, okay, watch this. 9-11, I mentioned it. What happened in this nation? What took place on the steps of our White House? Where Democrats and Republicans got on the doorstep. And brought out some good old gospel southern songs. Amen. About God and the mercy of God. And now they want to ridicule Mike Johnson. Amen. And run him down the dumps. And tell him he's to say that as, as our, our, our speaker. And the leader of the speaker. Amen. That he's worth an Icarus. That's what they're saying. We're messed up, folks. We got some messed up people in this country. You better pray for your nation. And you better pray for those people that are sitting in those places. Amen. Spiritual wicked and high places, rulers of darkness. That's positions they're holding. That's positions that they can make decisions for our country. And for our nation. And for our baby. If you don't pray for yourself, pray for your babies. Hey, if you're not praying for your leadership and the leadership of this, shame on us. Paul taught us to pray for Why? That we might live a peaceable life. Hey, I'm telling you, we got to do more than criticize them. Everybody can criticize. The spirit of criticism just has captivated this nation. Man, people don't have no problem running people down. I don't, I don't mean to get worked up here, but I'm telling you. Man, the, the, the plan that God's gave us for our nation is, is, is what's going to work. Prayer can make the difference. Man, prayer can make the difference, even in the White House. Prayer can make the difference. Living for God. You know. Getting a hold. And so. Could this be. Is what helped. Propelled Isaiah. For this encounter. For this visitation. For this opportunity. Because he was living. You heard what he said. He said. I'm in the midst. Of an unclean people. And somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to tell them somebody's got to be the example. Somebody's got to get it made up in their minds and made up in their hearts and made up in their spirit. Hey, I'm going to live for God. It doesn't matter if I got two nickels to put, rub together or not. It doesn't matter what what kind of health I'm in. It doesn't matter how much money I got in the bank. All of that don't matter. That's not my dreams. That's not my goal. Hey, man, what? Seek, e First, the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added as God sees fit, amen, to fit us and give it to us uh, that we can handle it. But I don't want anything that will jeopardize my relationship with him and cause me to go in error, amen. I'm in the the lesson today, amen, with Uzziah, amen, because we're going to see something now from Uzziah. What helps brings this all about. So as we, we look at Uzziah. We began to uh, study about him and uh, pick up on some scriptures about who he is. Why would it have such an effect upon Isaiah? The death of Uzziah. What, what made Uzziah such a political leader? That's what he was. He was a king. What, what made him? What, what caused this to be such an effect so when you go to 2 Chronicles, there's 26 chapters, just uh, one area. But we're just going to go through, and it's actually the whole chapter. And so we just, let's just bump down through those scriptures. And let's see what Uzziah done for, as the king of Judah. And, and how, how God blessed him, how God used him. I, I've taught this before, and uh, I want to say it again this morning. If, if there's any anointing upon you and upon your life, be careful with that anointing. Protect it. Respect it. Always remember that I didn't make myself. God was the one that made me. The gifts and the talents that I got, I I didn't earn them. I didn't deserve them. But they come from above. And they came for the purpose to edify the body. They came for the purpose, amen, to glorify the head. Not self. There's really no such thing as your own personal ministry. And I hear that. And I don't want to take this out of context. And, and I know they don't mean that a lot of times. But you hear this often. I'm glad we got so and so. Because now their ministry. And they're a ministry of prophecy. Or, or, or whatever it might be. And they get great followers and leaders. In fact if you get somebody that comes out. Could it be that's the reason God lifted some of those gifts? It's because even we began to take the glory. Instead of giving it to God. Because when we start taking the glory, we're going to start positioning. Because here's the deal. The anointing is going to start lifting. The blessing, the favor of God is going to start lifting. And when that happens, you know what? It's not going to happen. You know what we're going to do if we're not careful? Can I just be honest with us? I mean, we're just people. Amen. You know what we're going to do? We're going to start looking for substitutes. We're going to start looking for things to create it ourselves. And so we're going to start looking for technology and means in this way to create that atmosphere. Because we can't pray it down. our own lighting, we'll create our own uh, settings of things and maneuvering of things amen, to, to create and get us in that mood, or get us into that place amen, to pray it down, to worship it uh, amen, that it might so, but you and I all know, amen, amen, it's the anointing of the power of God that moves upon our servant and upon the individual and upon the singers and the instrument players and the saints of God and everybody in the house of God, amen, that makes it church and a powerful move and a powerful serve up God in our life, that when we leave this house we're changed by it, we never go weary of that, we never go, I never. Reach the place in the house of God where I'm tired and over that. No, sir. I want the move of God in every service. Right, Got to have it. Got to have it. Because that's that's what we're coming here for. That's the whole purpose and the reason of it. And so as you look at Uzziah, he started a man at 16 years of age. He started in this kingship, took the place of Amaziah, his dad. And and one of the first things you read here, and this is not chron- chronology, it's correct. But in that second verse, he built what they call Eloth. He, Amen. This is a place, it's a touristic a location. Amen. That uh, a route between the Jews and the Edomites. It was a very precious place, a very important place. And it was a place where they would come through as they were traveling through, and it'd be, it'd be kind of like Bendale for the two crossroads up here, 26 and 57. A place where an ideal place to put a business, an idea. Why? Because the crossing of crossing the path. And so that's what this was. And so it talks about. So he built this, place. or he gained it, or retained it back, a man, a man, from the enemy. And so for two years, in fact, if you read on in the same book, writings here, two chapters later, you're going to see where the king of Syria takes it back. Takes this same geographical location back to the king of Syria. And they have control over it. Amen. There's certain places in our own nation. Certain geographical locations. That the channels and things of that nature. That makes all the difference of avenue and power. and Military power and things of this nature. Okay, So that's one of the first things you read about. Even though it's not. Uh, you know it's the writers and commentaries. And different ones that tell you where it's at. Amen. But just. So this letter is. A chapter is really about Uzziah. And what, what he's done. And his success. And why he was so up, looked up to. And so as you go on through this. Um, Sixteen years of age Uzziah was when he began his reign. Now watch the next statement made about him. 52 years Uzziah had held this position as king of Judah. Hallelujah. That's the second most Hezekiah. Amen. So Uzziah. Amen. So, So he's up here now. I mean the watermark. The favor of the blessings of God. As you watch this unfold. He did that which is right in the sight of the Lord. According to all that his father Amaziah did. Amaziah. Amen. Now, you watch some of this. It's, it's a dangerous thing just to do what daddy done. If daddy didn't do everything right. If, if daddy didn't go all the way through. If, if daddy didn't quite. Uh, you, watch, you watch this unfold here. He sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding of the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Now you're talking about Uzziah, you're talking about the king. Again, that doesn't mean he's got salvation. That doesn't mean, no, God's blessing and prospering. Up on this earth, and there's a king of Judah and, and the materialistic things and things of that nature, God's blessing him. He's, 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 he's letting him be blessed. I'll tell you, we got too many people in our world, in our nation today, thinks because they got big bank accounts and they've been successful And God's blessings with them. God's doing it. I'm telling you, that you can't use that as a measuring stick, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. How many of you think that Trump's got the Holy Ghost and going to heaven? How many of you think that all these great leaders up there with all their billions of dollars? Hey, man, come on. We got to make up our minds on some of this. I ain't, I'm trying to be ugly. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to get us to understand. Money's not our God. And the love of money is the root of all evil. That's what the Bible says. So I'm not willing to sacrifice nothing amen, to just get money, or, or even get people in the house of God that can give us money, that we can do things. I'm not sacrificing righteousness and godliness and holiness and the right foundation are building how we build there upon. Amen, I'll tell you something, I'm going to start working on this in probably just a few months, amen, because we focused a lot on the foundation the last two or three years. I'm going to tell you what, the Holy Ghost been nudging me I realized it yesterday. Amen, I said, man, that's the Holy Ghost nudging me. take heed how you build thereupon. upon. You've got to have more than just the foundation. If you got to have a church, if you got to have a striving church, a revival Bible Church, baby, you got to start taking heat. How you what kind of walls you build up and where you place them walls. You got to take heat. I don't get all that. That's another time in a few months. But I tell you, this is how God works. Yeah. And so as you watch him, as he goes on from that, and you begin to look, Amen. And he went forth and and warred against the Philistines. And he broke down the walls of Gath and Jebna. And walls of, of the enemy. And different ones. And, and so God helped him against the Philistines. And against the Arabians. And so see we see where God blessed him. Against war and military. Again in uh, geographical locations. And cities and building cities. And, and, and he goes on. He talks about the Ammonites. Gave gifts unto Uzziah. Why? Because his name spread abroad. Even to entering in of Egypt. Man. His name had bred, spread abroad. Uzziah did. Why? Because of the favor. And the blessings of God because he allowed a man of God into his life and he allowed that man of God to instruct him and guide him and help him and this man of God had visions and insights how to get things done and so Uzziah, amen, is following after this and so as it goes on for that, he talks about how that he builds towers in Jerusalem. He builds corner gates. Amen. He builds gates out into the valleys. and He builds walls and fortifies them. He builds towers in the desert. He not just in lo- lo- coasts and places. No, in deserts and places where nobody ever built. Nobody ever took on this, this technology and ability to build these towers and build these gates and build these places. Amen. But Uzziah had done it. So Uzziah had what an host of fighting men. The 11th verse. And went out aboard by bands according to the number of their account. He had Some over 300,000 men in his military uh, in his military here. So we see in and the effect now. Remember, 52 years of leadership, 52 years of being a blessing and helping. Amen. The the king of Judah, amen, is walking and being blessed, and everything they're touching and everything they're getting involved in. The blessings and the favor of God is upon it. He goes on from that, you drop down a few verses, and he talks about the hand. Amen. It talks about the 300 and how that Uzziah prepared. Amen. And how he done things that was throughout. Amen. Such as shields and spears and helmets and, and bows and slings and cast stones. You know what he done? he come up with some of the greatest designs of shooting arrows. The bows and things of that. Stones. He was one of the first kings to come up with the ability of having a cannon. To shoot those stones against the enemy. Uzziah. Was an engineer. Uzziah was amazing. But why was he? Who was blessing him? Who was showing him favor? And so, but now when you get to the 16th verse, this is where we get to the part of Uzziah that you, you and I have to be careful with the blessings of God in our lives. Regardless how small or great they might be. Well, I feel some I feel some stuff going on here tonight. Uh, You know, well, I don't have much. You've got to get over that attitude, too. I felt that here Wednesday night. Regardless of where I'm at in life and the challenge that I'm faced with, just to be in the house of God, just to have a revelation of who Jesus Christ is, to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm still blessed above Above, I don't know what percentage, but that percentage is real high than everybody else in the United States. scripture's pretty pretty blunt about the broad way and where it's going, and the narrow way, and where we're going. I'd rather stay in the narrow way. If I have to, if I have to work, <laughs> if I have to work when they shove me in the ground, and so be it. God gives us health and strength. And that's what it takes to help people and bless people. Do it. And so be it. And I'm not promoting none of that. I'm just simply telling you. That's the attitude and the spirit we've got to have. Because this thing ain't about money. It's not about land. It's, it's all set done. Do we need that? We want it. We want that field right out here. <laughs> Amen. And God knows. But I, I'm, I'm reminding you. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> so... uh uh, are you understand what? But uh, So, why is all this so important? Well, watch this. 16th verse says, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. You know, when men begin to brag on how big they are and how powerful they are and the positions they hold and what they've acquired and what they've attained, they better watch out. Especially when they acknowledge that and don't acknowledge God. The Bible's told us to acknowledge God in all things. How many of you ever heard me make this statement? We didn't get here by ourselves. This nation did not get and attain and enjoy the blessings she has because we just had intelligent and brilliant men and certain Jews moved over here. No, there's a God in the universe. There's a God that rules and reigns in the affairs of all men. We know that God through Jesus Christ because we we, we was considered a Christian nation because we believe in the coming of the Messiah because we believe in calling on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you Hollywood and the world's done everything it's could to destroy the church but it was a church and the believers that wanted Build churches is what founded this nation. It wasn't on because great grandfathers and great fathers, amen, because these great fathers knew how in their speeches and in their right to entwine the word of God, the powers thereof, and the fear of God in their lives. Could it be, could it be, could it be? We're not careful that, that we've lost that. The fear of God. God's watching us. Cured this morning, God's watching. God, God sees, God knows. God knows if our expressions are, hey, big deal. if we're prone to subject, get irritated so quick in the house of God. Over things of way it's, come on folks. You can't run this church and sing songs that's going to please 60 people all at one time. Right. It's absolutely impossible. Too many likes and dislikes and all the other. We live in a con- in a nation today that's so unsatisfied. You can't hardly serve serve him a meal anymore without com- mumbling and complaining and everything else. When half of the world is starving to death and going to bed hungry. And these these spirits is what's going to do cause destruction. I'm speaking as a nation here. I'm speaking not it's just as it's just individual. It could it could it could slip in on. We're not exempt from it. When you had to rub shoulders with them. When you had to go to the same workplaces with them. When you get involved with them. If you start listening to them. If you start lending just a little too much of your ear. <laughs> and I'm jumping some stuff here. I don't, I, it's not intended. But anyway. So Uzziah here. He Watch this. For he transgressed against the Lord his God. And went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altars of incense. I, I don't know. I don't know what prompted him to do this. Far as if he didn't like the way services are going, or maybe this is the only place as, as King he he never got to enjoy. He never he didn't get to hold that position. He didn't get to hold that place of authority. He didn't get I'm gonna tell you something, folks. Can I can I just be honest with all of us here? Standing behind this pulpit ain't what everybody thinks it is. The, the, the battles, the struggles, the prayers, the, the things, uh, uh, the, the, the meeting the anointing of God, the touch of God. <laughs> We're not looking for a professional pulpit. Oh, I wish I did have a whole lot more education a lot more of these other things but I'm going to tell you something and God help us we're going to do a better job in some of those areas especially with the babies coming up but you can break on one thing you tell them what you want to but I'm going to tell them quick like hey, amen this is not this is, that education's not your God that education doesn't trump everything else hallelujah you hear me I want you to get on you to get all you can because that's a tool that you can work that makes you more effective and, and you can do the witnessing and things like that you can do it a lot more ease because of your reading and spelling and writing abilities but it's not God and it won't make you a God see there's the key you know what I think we have let slip from us what, what Satan told Eve in the garden what did he tell her what did he tell her that she'd become you become as God like us we're trying to create God human beings we lift them up we expel them up we think they can't do nothing wrong you look at your world Anybody pay somebody $40 million a, a year to play a game? We're messed up. Spiritually speaking, we're, 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 we're headed back, amen, to Noah's day. We're headed back to a place. Uh, I, 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 I'm get on that. Let me move on. And so, as you watch Uzziah here, he says, but, but what's the priest now? You know, boy, there's a lot to this. Here he is. He was the king. He had blessed the nation. He'd done great things. And, and maybe he was used to, He done got used to places of walking in. Man, and everybody said, oh, there's the king. There's the king. Everybody, you're bowing down. Hey, they, they, they get that way. Hey, some of these presidents and some of these folks that hold positions, man, they love that. Man, they love to strut in there. But they don't like it when that little Banny Rooster stepped up. Was, man, you put on your britches like everybody else, one at a time. You don't jump in on both legs. You got to eat breakfast and you got, to, you got to drink and eat and do and wash and bathe. You stinkers like everybody else. If you don't believe that, come out here and just pee pass for me a few minutes. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes because of the blessings of the favors of God and the things that we obtained and acquired and achieved. Here's the deal, folks. We can achieve a lot in this world, but if the kingdom of God's not involved in it, it's not, it's not going to amount to just in this life. This life and so, Uzziah here he he took it upon himself. that scripture I don't know maybe it's it's but he took it on himself and I'm gonna go in. I'm fixing to straighten these priests down. I'm fixing to straight show them how to do it. I'm gonna be the one that's going to offer the incense. I'm gonna be the one that's in control. I can name you some churches right now. The board controls the pulpit. They tell them what to preach. They get it from headquarters from up there somewhere. It's all written out. and They got to read it, memorize it. That's like McDonald's telling your mama how to cook breakfast 50 years ago. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's like Quincy's and some of these other places telling mom and daddy how, how are we going to have Thanksgiving supper or Thanksgiving dinner. Not under this. Not in this house. We know how to cook them turkeys and how to. So, you know, that's the same way it ought to be when it comes to the house of God. Man, what, God's, what God's placed and who is placed there and who is anointing. And so, as you watch this, they would stood, the 18th verse says, Azariah the priest went in after him and with four score priests, that's 80. Amen. And they withstood Uzziah the king. He probably wasn't used to that. That probably, that probably, that probably caught him there for a second. <laughs> but, but can I help us out here? If the priests don't make the stand they're supposed to make. If he don't have the backing of those that's under him, watch this next step. Because when they if they hadn't have done that, God would have never struck him with leprosy. I take you again into Isaiah now. I take you to the fifth chair prior to this one. Amen. Where Isaiah writes about it. Talks about the hedge. Talk about what God done and how he blessed them. But if the individuals start taking the fence down. Don't tell me they're not doing it. I can name you some I can name you some religious groups right now. It's battling over homosexuals whether they accept them or not to accept them. We accept them in the pew but they got to repent just like the adulterers and the fornicators and the liars and the thieves and everybody else and they got to change their lifestyle. If they plan on having any leadership and spiritual leadership in this assembly. Hey I can't do anything about it. That's in the word of God. And the word of God trumps amen. I don't care what constitution and what laws the United States or anybody else passes. Amen. This and always trumps all of them. And so this is what you're seeing right here happen with Uzziah. Amen. He thought in his blessings and his abilities and all that he had done, how God had blessed him, that all of a sudden he can walk into the temple and just run it the way he wants to run it. And offer of the incense, he had essentials in his hand. He went in there, man, I'm going to take control of this too. Hallelujah. I don't like what's going on. I'm fixing to change this. Hallelujah. But thank God, the old man of God, the old priest. Hallelujah. Maybe it's a writer put it in your lesson with a set jaw and a glare in his eyes. Amen. Uzziah, you're not going. You're, this is unlawful. You ain't got no business in here. You ain't been called. You ain't been elected. You're not anointed for this purpose. Uh, this is God's business. And God put up the priesthood. I'm going to tell you something. God set up the five-fold ministry, not man. Man's done his best, amen, to cancel it out. Man's done his best to do away with it. But God, by the blessing, the favor of God, I pray in God, bring back the five-fold ministry back into the body of believers because we can't survive without it. But with the five-fold ministry and the anointing of God, I don't care how wicked our time gets God will bring this church through. So Uzziah was wroth, man. <laughs> and had censures in his hand. And watch this. And while he was wroth with the priests, watch this, the leprosy even rose upon his forehead before the priest and the house of the Lord. Amen. And from beside the incense altar. The leprosy. I don't know. I believe he felt it. Now the writer in the lesson wrote just a little, but but watch what the Bible says about this. Azariah the chief priest and all the priests looked upon him. And behold, he was leprous in his forehead. And they thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself hasted also to go out. Even Uzziah knew at that moment. And at that point, I've messed up. Hasten means he hurried. I know the writer talks about getting him by the arms and maybe a little whatever, but Uzziah felt it. He felt it. Felt it when it hit him. I don't know if he put his hand up. Or I don't know if he rubbed it off. And look, I don't know. But the scripture says he hurried. He hastened out because of leprosy. Going to help us out this morning. You know why we got so many religions that's still allowing people with leprosy in? It's because that colony's already full of leprosy in the leadership. You can preach it. Now, they don't want you to preach against it, they don't want you to name it. You, You offend us, you hurt our feelings. That's my little baby. We can't let it stay. Got to go. Either they got to repent and change your lifestyle. Or be content just to sit on the pew. Come on, I'm trying to help us here this morning. And it can't just be a front we put up. It can't be we can't just pretend our way into it. We gotta come by an altar and we gotta repent. And we gotta have a godly sorrow, not a man's sorrow. There's a difference and see God knows the difference. Even Uzziah you, you knew, you, i got to get out of here. But there's so many sinners that don't want to get out. They want to stay in. And they don't want to just stay in. They want positions. And that's the reason, hallelujah, whenever you don't have a priesthood and a man of God and the word of God to stand up in their faces at whatever cost. It doesn't matter what type of payer they are. It doesn't matter how many offerings they've given. It doesn't matter how much land they give to the church. It doesn't matter how many buildings they build for the church. Don't give them a license, amen, to stay in and take positions. Come on, I'm trying to help us in the spiritual realms. This is a spiritual thing, honey. This is a spiritual thing. This is a godly thing. And we got to keep it godly. We want the blessing to the favor of God and the miracles and wonders of God. And we want babies born, amen. We've got to keep it godly. All the way to keep it godly, amen, is keep sin out of the pulpits, out of the Sunday school, out, out the platform. That's all the way it can happen. So now we see why Isaiah and the effect that it's had upon him in this visitation. Because you see, at the same time that we preach this, we realize that we're in earthen vessels. <laughs> Too many times, if you're not careful, the eyes out there expect this to be perfect. And I won't let, let me say something there. There is a standard that we should live. And if we're not living it, we need to, we need to sit down. And we need to do like Uzziah. Hurry, get out of that position, get over here. Like, hey, I got to get Right. I'm ready to release it. I'm ready to give it to somebody. I've done wrong. I'm ready. And I'm not going to buck against the system. I'm not going to criticize everybody else and run everybody else down. that's doing Right. I'm not going to curse everybody and be mad at everybody. I messed up. See, that was the difference between Saul and David. That's the reason Saul never could find the graces and the mercies of God. He always wanted to justify his wrong and blame everybody else. No, you got to come to the place like Nathan did with David. Hallelujah. You're right. You're the man of God. And when you put your finger in my face, you're right. I may be the king. I preach it to us this morning. Hallelujah. But you're, you're the man of God. Your authority and your power trumps mine. I may hold a position, but it don't overpower God or the word of God or the heartbeat of God. And that's the difference between the two men and their characters. Amen. That's the reason. Watch this. Anybody ever heard the statement, The Sure Mercies of David? You know why? Because David should have been killed. David should have been stoned. David should have been taken out of that kingship. But God told him through the man of God. But I'm going to show you mercy and grace. <laughs> Thank God. So that's the same way it works here. we got to repent. We've got to humble. We've got to submit. We've got to yield. Give ourselves the hand of God, the touch of God. And so as you watch this. What time is it? I ain't got a clue. And I, I'm about halfway. Okay. So... As we begin to behold what's going on here. He says, above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. Six wings covered the face. Two covered the face. Two covered the feet. Two to five. So we see a beholding here, seraphim says as a burning, so we see an atmosphere. If you read in Ezekiel, the first chapter, and the beast and the, the rings and what he saw there, and, and again, at one place to talk about being like a bow and the embers and, and the likeness. So we're just getting a little idea from these, uh, amen, individuals that see these encounters of the throne of God and what goes on at the throne of God and what happens. And these seraphims are constantly crying out, holy, holy, holy. We get an example of God and the power of God God coming even upon the earth with the Israelite people and come down upon that mountain with thundering and lightning and trumpets and the sound it, 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 the people became so afraid and so affected by it they told Moses, hey, Moses you talk to God we don't, we, don't, we don't come into this presence you know why? Boy, we got so many churches that's falling to the wayside. They don't want the power of the Holy Ghost. They don't want the moving of the Holy Ghost. They don't want the underdust preaching of the Word of God in their lives. No, I would have an itching ear. I hold a preacher tell me what to make me feel good. Tell me I'm all right living like I'm living. Hello, you don't matter who I'm stacking up with. It don't matter what I'm running to. It don't matter what I'm eating or drinking and what I'm involved in. It don't matter if I pay my taxes or not. It don't matter all that it don't matter. I the dividend it does matter. It does matter. See I gotta enter in. You gotta get a man of God, the voice of God. Of your life amen that can get in your face and say hallelujah this is wrong and you and I have got to get an attitude and spirit you're right and I'm going to repent I'm not going to buck against it I'm not going to run my mouth against it I'm going to submit and yield myself unto it amen because I want to please God not man that man includes me I'm going to try to hurry and tie something here Jesus called and told us in the last days to let no man deceive you we're living in one of the most deceivable times of man's history when it comes to spiritual things in church. Okay? And, and so, as you, as we look at this and we hold and begin to take note, and uh, I'm going to bypass some. I hate to, but I'm going to have to. Uh, so, as we, we watch some of this, coming. It talks about Daniel calling the ancient of days. Amen. Uh, uh, John 1 and 18 and John 12 and 41 and actually you go back up to verse 37 through 41 talking about Isaiah, eyes. Amen. Isaiah himself about believing the report and how their eyes and, and their ears wouldn't be because he'd show them mercy and good grace. And, and that forty-first verse of that particular setting of scripture says this these things said Isaiah, when he saw his glory and spake of him. Now watch this. If we go back up to the 37th chapter, spake of him. talking about Jesus Christ. This helps us to understand that Jesus Christ was this Jehovah God. Amen. That's what that's talking about. This So that tells us that Isaiah saw Jesus Christ. Amen. Just like Abraham said, he saw his days. Talking about the days of Jesus Christ. And so this message about Jesus and about being the Savior, don't you back off of it one bit. Because it's by this Savior. Amen. That we find salvation. And I'm gonna to preach tonight on Amen. We don't only find salvation, but if we'll give him the right, we find in any and everything that we need. Amen. Just to, to survive in this world and in that one to come. So so as I move on from that, we're gonna see that Paul talks about it. Paul's writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6 and 15, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of Lords, who only hath immortality, who's only, who's only at this point and at this time has immortality mortality. He's not going to know anything about death. He's come up out of that grave. Hallelujah. But he's the only one. There's no other gods. There's no other names. There's no other so-called gods. There's no other individuals. Hallelujah. Don't have the immortality. Only Jesus Christ and him alone and sitting on the right hand. If you get getting this this morning, actually, he's alive and well and looking down upon us because his throne is high. Amen. That's the his ways is far above us as heaven's above the earth. As he sits upon the circle of the earth and looks down upon us. Hey, don't you listen to that lying devil. He's watching you. He's seeing you. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows every struggle, every battle, every temptation. And he's there, amen, because you know why? He's defeated every temptation. He's defeated every power of evil. He's got through every one of them. And he'll lead and guide us through every one of them. So, then, man, when you, when you get to Isaiah 6 and 5, he says... Woe well, is me, for I am undone, because I am what a man of unclean lips and I dwell in a dwelling of people of unclean lips. And, and, and so do, from that you begin to realize, and you can go to Exodus 4 and 10, you're going to see some of the same response of other great leaders. The meekest man on the face of the earth responded to the Lord. when the Lord spoke to him. He says, But I am not eloquent, neither hereto. In other words, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am so a man Amen, a soul of a tongue. When you go to Exodus 6 and 12, Moses spake again before the Lord and saying, Behold, the children of Israel have not hearkened unto me. How then shall they, how then shall Pharaoh hear me? Listen to what he says: who am an uncircumcised lip? amen so now we begin to understand the importance of the tones that was taken off, off of the burning and took that coal and is applied to Isaiah's lips amen and later on Isaiah talks about it hallelujah having the ability to speak with a learned tongue and ability amen to say those names and write them they tell us they tell us all your commentaries and all, all those amen about the Bible that no writing amen trumps Isaiah's writings far as the literature and the, the poetry and everything about it said it it's actually a Bible inside the Bible. It's got the Gospels in it. It's got the Old Testament, the New Testament, the prophecies. It's, it has a completeness that I told us to it. Amen. Of what he sees and what he reveals unto us, and talking about Jesus Christ and the Messiah. There's nothing that actually Trump. Amen. What Isaiah done, but it took that touch. It took that touch of the coals of fire, just like it takes anointing of the Holy Ghost, burning in our hearts and burning in our lives on a daily basis, not just occasionally, not just here and here and all. No, we gotta come in the house of God. God, I wanna be touch, but not to only want to be touched God, you help me reach out to others you help me create an atmosphere, you help me bring the wood amen, to put it on the right fire I mentioned this Wednesday tonight. everybody's got wood you can say what you want to you just got to determine what fire you're going to put it on what you want to burn in your life and what you want to burn in your family's life what you want to burn around us whose fire are you going to build man just to believe in this God and the power of him and his graces, his mercies and powers. I want to take you somewhere. First Kings 22. Let's talk about the throne for a minute. Let's talk about the activities around that throne. I know this part wasn't really a part of the lesson in itself. But this is a time in Ahab's life. Man, a time that a prophet. Man, he begins to be called upon. Okay, is called upon. When you look here in 1 Kings 19 verse. 1 Kings 22 and 19. He said here, thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne. And all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand, on his left. Now this is the. Prophet that's speaking to the king of Israel, Ahab, here. Uh, The king of uh, and so we're going to see what unfolds here. He says, And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? One said on this manner, and another said on that manner. Now the writer tell us what what ideals they had presented or offered. But there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith, he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all of his prophets, plural, all of them. I will be a lying spirit in every one of them's mouths. These are the prophets of Ahab. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him, and prevail also. Go forth and do so. (laughs) Now for the Lord, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all of these thy prophets, and the Lord that spoken evil concerning thee. I don't know what spirits we have to deal with and struggle with. But uh, we, we, we do. And uh, the world and the time that we're living in today. And uh, could it be that the reason some are so dogmatic in what they believe... It's because it's been nothing but a lying spirit that has moved in. It's moved into their leadership, their spiritual leadership. Some that's willing to pay even greater prices than you and I for what they believe, even though it's a it's a, a doctrine of error and incorrect scripturally speaking. So what got a hold of them? What got hold of their minds, what got a hold of their hearts, what got hold of their spirit. I know there's the, the commentaries and different ones questions this, this episode and what happened. And how that evil spirit even came before this strong and involved into this. But I do remember another time a prophet that stood before him and he was filthy and nasty and all this other. And Satan stood there. A man To resist. A man, if you remember. We can go to Job and you read of the time of Job. Where most believe is the oldest book in the Bible. But it's there that we learn that there, even Satan... Goes before God with the sons of God. Amen. And it's God that says, have you considered my servant Job? Amen. And so we know, we know, at one point point in one time, Satan had avenue and access even before the throne of God. And spirits and evil spirits would come. Amen. And so maybe offer their assistance. Because the Bible says God creates evil and good. God creates all things. In one sense, he allows it, allows it to unfold. Why would he do such a thing? Why would he allow such a thing? Well, Uzziah, as you learned, amen, allowed himself to get lifted up. Amen. Allow himself to... To take himself and with that authority and power and blessing, and try to take a position that he shouldn't. And so, anytime that we try to take positions, it's not God anointed and God called him. And we try to take those positions. We don't have no no exception except Amen by our own powers or by allowing evil spirits and lying spirits to captivate us and take a hold of us and try to take on these positions, Amen. And could that be Amen? One of the ways that you read in the New Testament, it talks about Amen how that these have come in sheep's clothing, but yet they're raving wolves. Hallelujah. They're they're they're, they're, doctrines, it's unholy, it's unacceptable. But yet they teach them and preach them and practice them like everybody's going to heaven. And everybody knows this God. The same deceiving power is going to come through your antichrist himself. Amen. He's going to come claiming to be God and deceive the multitudes, even the Jews for a period of three and a half years. So these decepting powers are deceiving spirits. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you, there's been a time that you and I, we need to wake ourselves and shake ourselves. And it's these visitations. And it took that visitation for Isaiah to shake himself and come to that conclusion. Amen. I'm undone. I'm undone. I had not got the race run. I hadn't got the race finish. I never reached a maturity place. Hallelujah. We may reach a maturity place. And I've warned our elders in the last few years. of, Amen. And your elder years to be careful and to watch and be alert. Hallelujah. Because now you become very vulnerable. You know why? Because your days are limited. Hallelujah. Your reward is just right ahead. It's just right around the corner. And so the devil, no doubt, is going to do everything he can to deceive you and rob you and, to, and cause you to miss the mark. Hallelujah. So we're living in a world in a time Amen. We're all these powers wars and works against us look at Second Thessalonians, Thessalonians 2 as you look at this particular chapter and it talks about it in the spirit of iniquity the spirit of spirit or I mean, uh, 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 the mystery amen I the mystery of iniquity and the mystery is something that's hidden amen until it's revealed or made known and so even the spirit of iniquity works in fashions and forms and powers and demonstration that you don't really realize what what's its real method what its real meaning is it's kind of like the guy amen this trying to persuade that little girl to go with him and he, he persuades her with a little candy or something else but we know that evil and destruction is behind the scene he puts up a front and so the spirit of iniquity works in the same manner and the same powers amen to rob us and to overpower us to rob us of the sanity of our mind could it be the problem the reason to have such a problem with our minds and the world that we're living in today if because call the, the secrecy of the spirit of iniquity beginning to reveal himself and manifest himself amen through the powers of our Mind because he wants to rob us of a sound mind, he wants to rob us of a man that's got mind that's got his made up. I'm going to heaven, I'm gonna live for God at whatever cost, and there's no such thing as too much cost. Whoever got the idea and the opinion, God don't want us, don't expect us to do this, and God don't want us to do that. That's a man carnality, that's out of the pits of hell. Hallelujah, what God put in that book, He expected, and God didn't expect us to do it by ourselves, but with His help and aid with us, we can do it. With sin, you can't bargain with it. You can't play games with it. You're gonna lose. None of us is a match for it. So, when you look at this, these, these verses here, especially the first eleven, that talks about, it says, "I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him." That's what it's about. They apparently were Paul's writings and the persecutions and trials. There's the some had slipped in and told the saints of, of the Thessalonians here that the Christ had done come. and This persecution of the trials they're going through that it was the wrath of God. And so you've been left and you and so they're struggling with all this. And so now Paul's writing a letter to help him to understand. He says that he be not soon shaken in mind. That's where it starts right here it shows up everywhere else. For whatever comes out of here, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And the powers in the tongue. Don't feed the wrong dog. Are you hearing me this morning? Don't put wood on the wrong fire. Get your mind made up. That he be not soon shaken in mind be troubled. Are we having a nerve problem in our generation? Are we having nervous breakdowns? Are we having more mental institutions and mental medicine on the the shelves than we ever had? It's a spirit of iniquity that's running rapid because we got too many to stand in the pulpits only justifies an occasion and re- refuses to be a voice against it they indulge in it and take pleasure in it themselves and when they do that you tie the hands of God almighty he cannot and will not liberate and deliver i don't care how much praying i don't care how much fasting i don't care what they do he cannot liberate and deliver them until they come out from among them goes on he says let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition which means the son of destruction who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God and when he shows up buddy all these others that calls themselves gods and all these other religions all of them is even going to bow down to the antichrist or he's going to kill them too <laughs> I, that bunch over the they're going to meet somebody that's going to be just as vicious as they are chopping heads off and using the iron hand and the power of fear and destruction that's what's going to happen remember ye not that when I was with you I told you these things and now you know what withholdeth That it might be revealed in its time. For the mystery of iniquity. Doth already work. Only he that will now let it. Will let. Until he be taken out of the way. The church is the only thing that can stand against it. The doctrines. And the practices. That you and I as disciples of Jesus Christ. Is the only thing that can do anything about this spirit of iniquity folks. Give me any amens here, but uh, and then shall that wicked be revealed to him. the Lord, shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, with the spirit of his undone, unclean lips, uncircumcised lips. Come on, the power, the power, baby. Don't underestimate those words that you speak and conversations you're getting caught up in power of them to deliver and set free or the power to, to cause destruction and damnation. It lies within us. It does make a difference what you say at the house. It makes a difference what we think. What we allow our minds to dwell on. What we give ourselves to. It's going to make all the difference. That's why really it's so important what you allow to come up on that screen. It may come up sometime, but you have the power and the right. Get an exit bucket, break it, whatever. <laughs> Hallelujah, tomorrow, but I can't get off, so I need some help. I didn't put it up here. Sure can't get it off, but. Are <laughs> oh, you sitting there and indulging? Flirt with it? Nobody's watching? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's one not watch it. And he cares. And he loves us. And if, if we we'll let him. Now, I, I, you can stand. I know my time's up. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all powers and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they receive not. Here's, here's the deal. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. Who sent it? The love and the passion we have for truth, for the house of God, for the family of God, is going to mean something going to mean if we're going to make it or not to be honest God help me I pray this often God I pray for those places our children that comes put a love in their hearts for your commandments put a love in their hearts for your statues and principles put a love in their heart for your word God help us build walls around them help us create an atmosphere Of the things of God in our lives. Because the little time that we got with them. Compared to the time they got out there. And with technology and all of its abilities. With with all of its screens. We're in trouble. That's the reason we must come. That's the reason pre-prayer service is so important. To help create an atmosphere. Help us. Help us. Have you ever went shopping and it just mingling? And I know my time's up, but mingling in the world. And you didn't really do nothing wrong, but you was in among some unclean. Old Testament talks about this. Uh, if you touch the unclean, you become what? Unclean. But you could touch the clean, but you don't come clean. But mingling with these people and uh, uh, seeing and observing and watching and... Uh, my, my daughter picked on me the other day because uh, deer hunting license supposedly I didn't get them and anyway we tried to get them on the phone they kept telling me something they tell telling my wife she's doing it I've done it two or three times so finally hey, amen we went by Tuesday morning. we went by and she said she told she so lax, she sold ariana and Olivia out in the parking lot and she, she went over and talked to them a minute while ago she said watch this it'll be the first time something about maybe the last time she did going to Walmart something like, and I can't tell you the last time I've been to Walmart I don't know and you know what it don't bother me being enough. I don't ever 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 have to go back to Walmart There's just some places you ain't got to go to go to heaven. but you can walk into these places like that and please I'm not judging none of them but their lifestyles, the spirits that's with them you don't walk in there just because if you're walking where God wants you to walk, I'm telling you there's spirits and there's attitudes and their conducts, amen Rise up in the, and you walk out there sometimes feeling so dirty and feel so unclean hallelujah, that's what Isaiah's talking about you can't deal with this world or walk in this world and walk, walk in this world and walk back in this house, straight back in the house of God, amen, so sanctified no, you gotta have a prayer room you gotta have a place that you gotta place yourself on an altar God, clean me up, I'm just an they vessel. i got heavenly treasure but it's an earthen vessel and God this earthen vessel is subject to be attacked they may not be, I pick up things and touch things. So what's the reason we need God to help us give us a, a respect for his call upon our lives to understand where he wants us where he wants to fitly join us together in this body of the kingdom. I want to be where God wants us to be. I want to hold nobody back. I want everybody to be right where God wants them to be. I got some tells me I'm supposed to know all that. I want to tell them I'm not God. There's only one God and I'm not Him. I think we need to be careful. Can I say this? When errors, I've gotten in trouble even here. I'm not a big fan. I know the scripture says confession faults one to another. i gonna tell you something, church. I'm not a big fan of you going to other members and individuals, including me, confessing all your sins and all this other stuff. It'll work against you. I'm, I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not the high priest. It's only one. And he's alive and well. And he doesn't have arms too short or an ear too dull to hear it. Now, Uzziah wound up in a servant's house from that time on. You know what that means? That I means he was limited. He had no more family time. He never got to Engage in any decisions or ideals of running the kingdom. Until the day he died. And the Bible says he died as a leopard. But he lost all contact. Watch this. Sin's main goal is to separate you from God. And from the family of God. Drive you in a place that you can't have contact and connection. Because if he can get you there. If he can get you isolated. If he calls you to where I just feel all by myself and nobody loves me. Please don't feed that dog. God loves you. The church loves you. Look, just because I don't agree with everything with my wife don't mean I don't love her. Just because she don't agree with everything. And I don't know why she wouldn't. But
1: why she don't agree with everything. (laughs)
0: You understand what I'm saying now? But it still don't mean we don't love one another. Care for one another. And if we're in a need. I honestly believe that We could have the biggest fight we ever had. But if all of a sudden she was in need. Or if I was in need. That fight would be over with. That fight will be over with. Them bad feelings will be over. Now we may pick it up and everybody gets healthy and glad and everything else, but <laughs> it depends on what it was. <laughs> Hallelujah. But right now, we fix it hook up and join up and we're fixing to whip the devil. We're fixing to whip. It's kinda of like families, you know. I can beat up my brother, but nobody else is. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pick on my sister and she's a no good. She ain't got much accountability, but you're not gonna talk about her and you're not gonna run her down. <laughs> That's the way God feels about us. We're all His, you know them little darlings you got that you think is angels? (laughs) That's the way God feels. That's the way He feels about us, church. He loves us with an everlasting love. He cares about us. He's working for us. Let's let Him, let's let Him, amen, have have His way in our hearts. You know why? Because His goal is for us to live in this world without being spotted by this world. Talk, go back, read. it. It's in the New Testament. He talks about a man being religious and talk about his religion. He said, if he can keep himself on spot of this world and visit the widows and the orphans in their times of need. Show compassion. Care. Especially to those that will never be able to bless you for it. That will never be able to return it back. you love them anyway that's the love of our god let's pray god we love you this morning we appreciate you we thank you for your word for your touch and your presence it's in this house this morning god as you look down from the heavens upon our hearts our minds our souls our lives god you know where each one of us is at you know the struggle You know who we are, what we are, uprise or downfalls. God, help us. We're praying for your help. God, we long for your help. We want you to visit us. We want you to reveal and show to us and guide us and lead us. Help us to be the saints of God that you're calling us to be. Help us be the Holy Ghost-filled vessels in this generation, in this community, God, among our own. Hallelujah, you touch us, help us, help us, God. The blessings that you're pouring out and the blessings that you've got stored up to pour out upon your people, help us, God, that we receive them with the right attitude and the right spirit. We would use them wisely, God, in whatever measure it might be, God. But we'd never let those blessings become a curse. We'd never let those blessings cause you. you'd have to put leprosy upon our lives but God with your honesty and sincerity in our hearts we humble ourselves and put on humility and become your vessel become your voice become that testimony become that witness at home, at work, wherever we're at we're going to give you the glory we're going to give you the praise for it in Jesus name love you this morning appreciate you And I mean that. That's not just words. Appreciate the families of this church and each one of you. Come back tonight, 4.30 practice time and 5.30 prayer time. And let's come have some Holy Ghost Church in this house tonight. It's really no telling what God's going to do. as He unveils himself in this place tonight. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.